If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville. Welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in Nashville, Tennessee, in studio with VCE Productions, always at the table uh, with me today is my good friend and founder and CEO of the GOAT family of brands, possibly moving to Buffalo family of brands, yes. Tyler Burnett. Ooh, that's a great Tyler, idea. Tyler, got a new Sister truck. Company. We're glad you're here. 2022, habits better than goals. Excited about all that. And then sporting a new shirt for today, uh, they were talking about purchasing land where they could raise a buffalo. And yes. I, we're going to talk later about that and mm-hmm. how Ted, that's part. Ted Turner is going to consult us. <laughs> part of the, you can go to that restaurant as part of our identity. Uh, John, John Byers, he is Thank the you. calming force. We call him the LinkedIn Whisperer. You're going to have a big 2022. Very excited. Put a buffalo in the backyard. And it's all going to start. Tell us more about the, you're a party animal. I mean, I, I knew that the first time I met you at yes. Rick Clody's event yes. over 10 years ago. This is all going to start off 2022. We're in the new year. This is my Buffalo Trace, which is a fine goat bourbon brand by the way, my favorite. And this is a shirt that they have uh, given me for being such a good customer. And it says party animal and it has a Buffalo on it. <laughs> How does Buffalo trace know that you're a good customer? Well, cause I bought the shirt from their site. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, of course they know. I mean, yes. I'm glad that they care that much about you. Buffalo trace. If you're yes. watching, thanks for caring so Thank much you. about John. Thank yes. a picture of that John, too. John is the, uh, Buffalo Trace Customer of the Year. Thank and you. it's part of his identity, for sure. We're excited that you're here today. We're going to serve it up in a way that you can get it. We're like Waffle House. I got to meet Burt Thornton, COO of Waffle House. Wrote a yeah. great story about him. Love, love the story. Love the chili. Um, this is about the stages of life and career and business. 20s, get in the game. 30s, move up. 40s, stay in. 50s, you say, what is it that I really want? And I am 50. They'll let you know that. Turn 50. Very old man. Happy not, birthday. Not too long ago. We had a nice time, uh, Phil. Thanks for coming and being a part of that. And uh, and then it's about the GOAT or the greatest of all time in sports. People like Tyler, Lexington legend. It's easy to see. Lexington it's legend. people that, like that, are, serial that are recognized for their greatness. They elevate the play around them. But in business, it's a little bit more challenging. In business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, education, and experience. What they do gives them energy. It gives other people energy, creates new levels of challenge, a.k.a. discomfort, and and new levels of opportunity. We take one idea and we break it down for you over about 25 minutes, a car ride to work and a car ride home. We're excited about that today. Sometimes they break it down for Tyler. Sometimes we break it down. Hasn't been that way so far this year. We don't, we don't, we don't claim to be experts. No, no. We just claim to try to make everybody around us yes. better and make ourselves better. Yes, yeah. thank you for saying that. It's been a while since we brought that up, and my wife often still reminds me that you know those that do podcasts think they're experts. This is not that, by the way. No. I think we understand this all makes us better together. Yes. I mean. Yeah. I don't know what I consider myself. Isn't that interesting that we're talking about identity? And when he says we're not experts, the very first thing in my mind is, well, what what are we? What am I? I? Um, Y'all know the saying about college professors, right? Those who can do and those who can't 
teach. teach. And those who can't teach, teach B. That's the yes. old Woody Allen joke, but we'll get into that a little that bit later well in the done. show. So th- this, this idea, you named this episode beautifully. I can't even remember what kind of the first iteration was, but it's called Identity Thieves. Well well played on that. Thank you, sir. Could have been Identity Theft also. <laughs> so either, I think that's bad. Well, either either one, that but, um, but it comes from... I'm stealing I, that shirt. I, I recently read this quote from Dr. Maya Shankar, she is a uh, cognitive scientist, and well, she is an expert. She has a fascinating story, and she runs a podcast called "Slight Change of Plans." Who knows? Maybe she'll be on a guest uh, if we fun. invite her someday. She's very good. But she wrote this quote. She said, "The reason we often have discomfort, which yep. we talked about last episode, go back, listen, tying it all together, because this is a tie into that. The reason we often have discomfort in the face of change." So it's a quote about change. Yeah. Is because change threatens our identity and sense of self. And that immediately took me to my oldest son, who is a great baseball player. He's 16. He's been playing travel baseball for 10 years. And it is so wrapped up into his identity. And it. We're at the stage where if he wants to play in college, I think he, he could. But we're starting to have conversations like, um, like who are you really? Ooh. Which are d- challenging with a 16-year-old, with anybody. Well, right? We just tried to do and it with, with Davey. <laughs> failed. Miserable. But I think he liked it. Um, he was glad to be part of the show. Who are you really? So in other words, like when baseball's gone – what does that look like for you? Yeah. And help him to start thinking about these things. What is it about baseball? I'm sorry. What is it about who you really are that causes you to connect with baseball and develop the identity? Because the identity long-term is not baseball because that's going to go away. It's going to go away. Yes. Any kind of sport, 100%. right? As you age, regardless of whatever level he plays, at some point it's going to go away. Unless you do triathlons. Well, baseball still goes away. Okay. We'll come back to that. All right. So how do we find what we love that helped create the identity that causes him to love baseball in other things? That's kind of where, I, as I read that quote, that's what it made me think of. What I heard you say was... Yeah, good, luck. good luck with that. It was all over. How do you take all those things that throughout the defining moments of your life that shape your identity and transfer them into the next stages of your life. Is that right? Yeah, maybe. How do you create maybe a new was... identity for yourself after something that's created your identity your whole life? Maybe that's a question after the initial thought. I think the initial thought that I connected with with this quote is when we talk about change and why does it threaten our identity? Because when you talk to a 16-year-old that's played baseball f- very competitively for 75% of his life, and and what if tomorrow that doesn't exist anymore? What does that say about you? How do you attach yourself, I am a baseball player, to now, what am I, right, to your your question earlier? What is it about those things that I love that I can find in other places? For me, you mentioned triathlon. I, I played competitive uh, wrestling, had an offer to wrestle in college, was very much a part of my life. Followed the girl. Fortunately, that worked out. We're still together all these years later. Yeah. And so where do I find some of those things that I loved about wrestling and other sports? I find it in triathlon today. 
All right, well, then let me say it. Okay. Yeah. So let me say it this way and see if this resonates with you and our global audience and Tyler and Davey. Here's the question I wrote. What makes our identity? What makes our identity? And then here's what I wrote. I believe it's the moments we have in our lives and what we learn from them Mm. that makes our identity. Teaching people that idea at an early age, I think, is critical. It's the defining moments and what we learn from them in our lives that makes our identity. That's what I heard you say. Yes, and I, I love what you said. It immediately made me think of my goat today. And there's been one other episode in all of our, is this 50 maybe, 49, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And all of our episodes where we've, just had, another a, shot at we've me. had a goat. Ooh, this is 50 and you're 50. Yeah. Um, we've had a goat Give moment. Give me 50 bucks. My goat moment that I've shared in the past was with Mel, who we remember. That was a great, was a great moment in business. I'm going to share oh, a moment. I love him. Mel Gravely. That, that Mel Gravely. Goat, rock star, had a great book, a, a like top-selling book this year, by the way. He told us about that. Nonetheless, go back and listen in the archives. It made me think of my goat moment that I wanted to share, and it was from my wife, Vanessa, who is incredible and uh, very grateful for her and all the, th- the things that I continued to learn uh, from her over the years. But it was a few years back where her grandpa died. And he was not a good man. Like he was, any interaction I was ever present to where he had with her or his family, he was, he was mean. He was, he just wasn't, he, he wasn't involved. He wasn't present, didn't want to be, was rude, condescending. And he died and she said, I'm going to go to his funeral. Hard. And I said, why would you go to his funeral? Like he wasn't wasn't you you don't even call him grandpa like you don't even refer to you refer to him as his name why would you do that she said because it's not about who he was it's about who i am Mm. and that marked me like Mm -hmm. marked me in such a way that makes me connect with this episode it's about who we want to be and not it and and we get these identity thieves that want to take or misrepresent who we really are. And maybe in a lighter version, it's baseball and in a much grander version. It's this not grand non grandpa that, you know, held some title yeah. that wasn't going, going to allow her to be somebody different because of how he treated her or her family. That that's what this episode's about. You know, identity is, I think part of, the narrative that we tell ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. I, I think we all have a narrative that's either written for us or by us. And obviously Vanessa decided to write her own narrative, right? Yeah. And to me, what, what, what happens from an educator or a coaching standpoint is that if we know that people have a narrative that's either written for them or by them, what we know is that if you don't understand their narrative, then you can't help them change. And yes. if they don't understand their own narrative, they can't change. It's so true. And and how I've done that for me, and I don't know if you guys have a story like this, but it's a very easy one that I connect with is when I started doing triathlons 10 years ago, I would say I'm not a swimmer. Yeah, and now you do. And now at, some point, at some point along the way, I, I stopped saying that because it, it created an identity of myself that 
I didn't want to, nor was it true because I was swimming four or five times a week. I can't call myself not a swimmer. So what, what evolved, and we do it all the time. We say, I'm not a runner, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. I'm a good dancer. How about, well, I'm not a reader, right? How about, how about. <laughs> I'm a good dancer. That's a big this? one. How about. Tiny dancer. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I had to take the opportunity for that. Go ahead. How about what? Finish it. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to re- <laughs> regain it now. But in building our identity, rather than say those things defining who we are, how about saying, I'm becoming a swimmer. I'm becoming a runner. Those are the things that help shape our identity as opposed to the language that I would use. I'm going to drill down even one step further than that and get practical. I thought that was pretty practical. I'm going to go go even further. Uh, Heath and Heath, they're my goats for today. Okay. Uh, They've written all kinds of books. They create the Heath bar? No, I would. They pro- well, there's something even better. Thank you. Um, they wrote the book called Made to Stick, and they came up with the framework that why do some uh, ideas and corporations stay at the bottom and some ideas go to the top? And the framework was simple, unexpected, concrete, credible, emotional stories. That's what brings ideas to all the way up to the top. Cooler framework. That's a side note. Sure. But Say it one more time. Simple, unexpected, concrete, credible, emotional stories. If you want to have your idea float to the top, build it around that framework. So that's what they wrote. That that kind of set the stage for the rest of their career. But they've recently written a book that ties right into today, and it's called The Power of Moments. The Power of Moments. And so when I think about identity, here's what I think about. Your experience becomes your story. Your story becomes your identity. Your identity becomes your behavior. Your behavior becomes your outcome. Hmm. And it's those defining moments that shape our lives. And what they say in the book is that when we recall an experience, we, were tend, to re- we tend to remember flagship moments, the peaks, the pits, and the transitions. When you're thinking about developing your identity, mm-hmm. it's about the defining moments, the peaks, the pits, and the transitions. A defining moment is a short experience that is memorable and meaningful. We don't have to wait to make them happen. We can create them. And when I hear you talk about John David or he talk about Vanessa, she made that moment happen. And it's what we learn. Sure. I believe our identity is the moments we have in our lives and what we learn from those moments. Jack recently, because of adults that couldn't do their job, was um, declared ineligible by the governing body of college sports with a 3.6 and a 29 or a 30 on his ACT. Oh, wow. And because of that, he came to me in tears after he prepared every day of his life from graduation up until that moment. So that was an identity thief. 100%. We're going to tell you who you are this thing That's and right. he could have allowed it to in some way and he almost did and he came to me and I said and and I don't I don't know if this is the best way to say it but it's the way that I said it because he said I'm I'm, I'm texting the coach I'm gonna quit and I said if you do that you will struggle with that for the rest of your life yeah he would there is so much to learn through this process I said imagine when you tell the story 
that you were declared ineligible because other people couldn't do their job. You found your way through it. You got to the other side of it. And here's what you learned. Mm-hmm. It's the defining moments. If you yeah. let somebody else write your narrative. They'll, that's right. If you don't write your great, own. It's a great story. Tyler, I, I, as I thought about this story with John David, it made me think of you and, and your baseball career. And we play, you played baseball longer than, you know, less than 1% of the planet at a competitive professional level. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you as you stepped out of that, knowing that was so woven into oh, who yeah. you were? I mean, how did you? I mean, that was that was my whole rela- not my all of my relationship with my dad, but that was a huge, huge yeah. part of our relationship. And what a great point! How we <clears throat> define relationships and parents, you know, all the time, and conversely, yep. end up getting divorced after their kids leave the house because their relationship identity was so woven into their. Yeah, kids. I mean, so I mean, my up. memories and those and those moments we talk about were, you know, him waking me up at six o'clock in the morning and, and running the Murphy Center Hill. Yeah, that grass slope that you never see anybody on it, but I was running it at, yeah. from 14 to 18. And at Oakland High School, before we built the uh, indoor 50-yard football facility, there used to be a sand trap there. And I played quarterback in high school, and and would be he uh, he used to keep the the chains, and he'd be like, "You're just not dropping back fast enough in your drop in your drop back." So at six o'clock in the morning, he'd wake me up, and we would be doing drop backs in the sand pit. You got you got to explode more. You gotta you gotta go. Whether it was taking ground balls when it was thirty degrees at Oakland's Mansion when there used to be Oakland's Mansion Field in Murfreesboro, and and all those things, it, it was a lot of our, our identity together. But I think the and there's some people that really struggle after baseball because sure. that's what that's all they ever had. But luckily whether he did it intentionally or unintentionally, I had another side uh, other than baseball. When I was 15, my dad bought me a lawnmower, a weed eater, a blower, and a trailer and a 1994 Nissan pickup and said, if you want to go to Sonic with your buddies or McDonald's or if you want a new baseball glove or if you want a cell phone or if you want this car, you're going to pay for it. And so I kind of had two identities, and it was kind of – that was pushed. the original GoFundMe, by the way. Yes. <laughs> that was the original GoFundMe, David. And, uh, you know, I ha- kind of had that separate identity. My grandfather was a serial entrepreneur, and so I think I have a little bit of that in my blood. Um, but I'd always cut grass my whole life. I did it through college. I did it in pro ball. I did it the whole time. So I think that helped with my transition, but it was definitely – uh, a very difficult transition, and that's probably why I opened the baseball facility after Pro Ball. Love it. Hey, what he just did is exactly what Heath, Heath, Heath and Heath talk about in the book. Yeah. Here, here's what they say. Transitions should be marked. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what he just talked about. Milestones commer- commemorated mm-hmm. and pits filled. Because those moments, as as important as they are to help us transition into whatever the next – to take with us those things that spoke into our identity in a good way also has that sliding door moment for identity thieves to come in and take those moments away too, saying you're not who you thought you were because you don't have this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. This whole, Whether it's baseball or it's the, what you thought attached you to this given individual. This whole world is set up to steal your identity. Yeah. Yes. Look no further than social media. 
to create an identity that has nothing to do with your defining moments. Everything on there is people's life. real life. Oh right? yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. So what do you do with that? Right. I mean, here's, here's what I, here's how I wrote it. Who do I want to be when I can't have that thing that has been so much of my identity? What, who do I want to be when I can't have that thing anymore? So to me, I would I could say a number of things. Probably the lightest version of that is triathlon, right? I mean, I talk about it seeming like every episode, everyone's tired of hearing about it. But if that went away, if I mean, in some way where I could not compete anymore, like who do I want to be when that thing is gone? And here's the answer for me. It's not outcome-based, which I've defined so much of my things and life and, and identity in that way. It's, it's more about the being than the outcome. It's more, and both to me are, hold a certain level of importance, but it's, it's not about doing, it's about being. And who do I want to be in those moments? My, my response to that is going to be uh, to be very simple. I still today ask myself, what is it? Why do I have this fascination and this need to go and, and start a podcast and create frameworks and bring in guests and find the right people, secure the studio, get the content together. I think still waiting on the bringing guest part, but <laughs> I've, I've got them coming. Uh, Jeremy Qualls is, is going oh, yeah, to be good. first up. I mean, we, we won't get a word in edgewise, but uh, he, he is an amazing, amazing individual. Um, and I go back to this. My identity still today is grounded in being a middle child. Your older brother does it first. Your younger brother does it better. And you're, you have this serious need for achievement that mm-hmm. is learned. And so if I look over my, uh, my entire life and the defining moments, the moments of elevation, the moments of pride, the moments of connection, the moments of insight, which are all the things that he may talk about in their book, they're all around this one idea, mm-hmm. the need to achieve. And so that's my identity, is I have this sick obsession with achievement. And I didn't figure that out until we had this conversation today. And I don't think anything out there could steal that from me because it's so grounded into me from a young age. But I think the idea of getting clear about the defining moments and what they taught you is the first step in protecting your identity. And the practical takeaway for me as I hear you share that and what I was... That's you know, vulnerable, tr- trying, by the way. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And You're it right. is. This is almost as vulnerable as wearing a Buffalo t-shirt. But. Yes. Um, but the practical takeaway is what is it about achievement that draws you to it? That's, that's your identity. Yeah. That's the thing to sit with and think about. That's the practical takeaway. So as you're listening to this as an, uh, in our global audience, whether it's on Spotify or YouTube or Pocket Cast or Podbean or right or here in Google studio or, or right here in studio running the ship. That's the question. What steals your identity? And what is it about that, that thing that you're attaching your identity to that causes you to love it? And where else can you find it? That's the challenge. Tyler? Final thought. It's blowing you, guys, you away. You guys killed it. Well, thank you. I'd... How about we? <laughs> you guys. 
You got it. He so did you say. Guys, he well, did say. I said we. We is in the three of us, he not did just say. you referring oh, to well, the two. Well, I'm just. I'm referring not that to self. Focused in the very near in the very near future, you may see a farm in Nolensville uh, with some land and a, and a buffalo. Yes, it's coming, and to that's a, all going to be it's part coming of, to a Nolensville near you of your buffaloes and bourbon. But, yes, ooh, ooh, change the we title. Can, we can yes. start a new farm. That's the new podcast buffaloes name. and bourbon. There's so many defining moments that can make. Can we up. change the podcast name to buffaloes and bourbon? It's official. It's officially changed. I think that's it. I mean, <laughs> that, it that may solve the problem we talked about <laughs> earlier. I mean, that would fit. Yes. Buffaloes, goats, and bourbon. <laughs> this is not this is not the Buffalo Consulting Podcast. I think this is bourbon. Birth. This is buffalo, and I'm goat. <laughs> wow, something's coming. Something's brewing here. We'll, we'll get our back next, to you in the near our future. Our next shot may be in Nolansville at a at a piece of land right there, and and uh, with buffaloes grazing. But until then, we do hope you get a shot of bourbon uh, for Tyler Burnett uh, and John Byers. I'm Colby Juvenbill, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast.